Welcome, everyone, to the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Feels like I'm podcasting nothing at all. I'm Chris. That's Dan. And Dan, it's a fine Monday evening. What are we going to talk about? We're talking about an episode of The Simpsons. Season 3, episode 12. Original air date, Boxing Day, 1991. Ooh. It's entitled, I Married Marge. Now, we had previously got how they met, how they started dating, and now we get to learn about when they got married and had their first baby. So, here's my question, Dan. This aired on Boxing Day. What actually starts on Boxing Day? Oh, that's uh, when you start getting ready for Christmas. Exactly. You start Christmas hype on Boxing Day. That's an old, any any of our older podcast listeners who've listened to Dan and I talk through old podcasts have heard that one before. But if you're a newer listener, uh, Dan and I are of the belief that Christmas hype starts on Boxing Day. So you never truly get unhyped for Christmas. So let, we'll celebrate a little Boxing Day with the story of how Homer and Marge got married. You can listen to this and all the other great shows on CKCC Radio at ckccradio.com. At Podbean or at ckccradio.podbean.com to get the feed now while the website's still under construction. So yes, this is the forty seventh episode of The Simpsons. We're almost at the fiftieth episode, Dan. We're doing pretty good right now. So yeah, uh, who thought doing two a week wouldn't increase the speed faster than they're going through? I know. Well, we we started it last year. We had a hiatus, and now we've increased it to two. But at least this will get us through a lot more content a lot quicker. So. Because there's, well, I'm pretty sure they're approaching the 700 point at this time. So, we got a long, long way to go. We're not even a seventh of the way through. But, uh, hopefully we don't get to a point where we rage quit this podcast. Because the episodes get down in quality so much. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. We, uh, we'll figure that out as we go. Alright, so first off, Bart's writing on the chalkboard. I will not torment the emotionally frail. Which is actually probably a reason for him to be in detention. <laughs> so. <clears throat> and this is the cartwheel couch gag. Everybody does a cartwheel to get on the couch. Maggie is a step off. But she does finish strong. Another classic one. So we're going to open on Barnacle Bill's home pregnancy test. And of course Marge is already upset because she wants a better brand. And Homer got it because it comes with a free corn cob pipe. He's like, are you even sure? That it's so bad that it's the colors are blue or purple. <laughs> yeah. It's blue or purple and they get pink because if the test fails, go to a doctor. But the whole thing has got like the pirate speak. Yeah. If the, if like the if test... If the waves be blue, <laughs> then you have a baby shirt. Yeah. Or something stupid like that. Like a baby's in you. If purple ye see, no baby for ye, or something like that. <laughs> if the test, if the test should fail, then the doctor to the doctor's office. I don't, I don't even remember. It's, it's funny though. Just watch the damn episode, people. But uh, she said she's got the the same cravings that she had when she was pregnant with the kids. And Homer's like, yeah, and I've got the same like sweaty feeling and chest pain that I always have. It's like, yeah, Homer, you're probably. Homer's probably had several, like, minor heart attacks at this point that went undetected. 
So, yeah. So, while Marge is going out to the doctor, the kids want to know, is anything wrong? He's like, no. And immediately Bart goes, I smell a bun in the oven. Like, son of a bitch, you can't even get anything past these kids. So, he's like, I'm going to tell you guys a story of how your mother and I got married. We're going to go back to 1980 in Springfield. Homer's working at the mini golf, the, the putt-putt course. He's the windmill turner. You know that, that thing that's done by an engine? Yes, that's probably never been a guy, but... Homer, you're turning the blades too fast. The golfers are complaining. So he turns it down. Ah, that's perfect. You keep this up, Homer. And in a couple years, you'll be the guy handing out the putters. Wow. And immediately, the kids are gone. (laughs) They're already outside doing stuff. And they're like, well, sorry, Dad. You know, you can't blame us. We've got horrible attention spans because of all the TV we watch. So he puts Maggie on his knee. And decides to tell her the story. So, Bart and Lisa don't even get to hear these parts. So, originally, Marge lived with her sisters. Well, he says they live with the sisters, but the mom is always there. So, like... She just still lived at home. She just still lived at home, but... And this is actually kind of an interesting take you're going to see through this episode. They really do separate the sisters' personalities here. Because Patty is way meaner to Homer than Selma is. And that actually comes back, which I find really interesting, but we'll talk about that. So, of course, Homer's, you know, Homer's picking Marge up. They're saying that she could do better, just being mean to him. As they're waiting in line to go see The Empire Strikes Back, because it's 1980, just Marge starts doing, like, the quizzical stuff. the, The classic, like, relationship questions, and then Homer finally answers correctly. Uh, I think the the perfect is that I'm with you. It's like, oh, that's cute. And then, yeah. and then as they're leaving the movie, Homer spoils the ending for the people waiting in line. Can't believe Darth Vader's father. Oh, thanks, Mister. Spoil the movie for me. Oh, Marge, you're as pretty as Princess Leia and as smart as Yoda. So after their movie date, they're while well, they're attempting to sing "Light Up My Life," but Homer. Can't get any of the words right. And he's like, oh, that must have been a, a hell of a guy that she was singing about, huh? Yeah, he's singing about God. Oh, yeah. Well, he's always happy. No, wait, he's always yep. mad. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's such a funny line. So, they're, so they, uh, they go off to the mini golf course where Homer works. They're in the castle, physically in the castle. And the champagne, well... Makes Marge a little frisky. And right there in the mini golf castle, which is impregnable, although the guy wins the free game by hitting the ball in the right hole, which is the perfect timing because you know that's what's happening inside. Yep. And like the, the, all, all the bells and whistles go off and the lights, you know. Uh, I love it. He's celebrating. You know, when he's coming. <laughs> So, makes me wonder how many times I've been to a mini-golf course and hit my ball through a gimmick, then something might have been going on inside. These are important probably, questions. Probably almost every time. There, There is a possibility it has definitely happened. So, so they go... We, we actually have gotten a preview of this episode in the past. Right? Like, 
when he talked about uh, Bart being born. We actually, in a past episode, we've actually gotten this very scene. We found out why you've been throwing up, Mrs. Bouvier. Congratulations, sir. And Homer gets the big dough. And it comes to the guy in traction. Oh, poor guy. Even he feels bad for Homer. And, of course, the, the famous pamphlet, So You've Ruined Your Life. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, dude. Well, goddamn. <laughs> well, uh, pamphlets on The Simpsons are a great running gag, by the way. They've always, they're always freaking hysterical. So, Grandpa's giving Homer advice. You've got to wed this girl to do the honorable thing. No, you idiot, because you're never going to do any better. Look at you. You didn't even have to go fishing. The fish landed in the damn boat. Uh, Grandpa's kind of an asshole. But he's not wrong. He's also right. <laughs> so, so Homer's proposal is supposed to happen on a nice clifftop overlooking Springfield. And he's looking for this card because he wrote down what he was going to say. And as he's struggling for it, Marge finds it and reads it. And it's actually pretty sweet. Is this a card? I don't know. What does it say? <laughs> she reads it. She's like, will you marry me? Yeah, that's it. Give it here. <laughs> and she says yes. And then Homer celebrates by, of course, doing the classic honking the horn, which makes your headlights go off. Which I'm pretty sure was never a thing in any car. Was that ever a thing? <laughs> or maybe it's because Homer's car was made in Croatia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe because of how crummy his car is, I think. I mean, that's possible, right? I know that you're, that lights are supposed to be on when the wipers are going. Maybe he had the wipers? I don't know. If uh, maybe. Uh, my car is new, so it's got the uh, the auto feature. So, like, as soon as it detects that it's gotten dark or cloudy enough, or it's raining and the wipers are on, it just throws the headlights on. But I have daytime riding lights anyway, so technically my lights are always on. My lights are powerful, too. I love them. Because my lights on the Jeep sucked. So the kids are actually back for the story. They're arguing over <laughs> what to name the kid. Lisa says if it's a girl, she wants her to be named Ariel. But Bart, if it's a boy, wants it to be Cool Mo D. Simpson. Which definitely early 90s. Definitely early 90s. And as soon as the story <laughs> resumes, the kids take off immediately. Everyone needs to be named Ariel. Yep. There was one time we were with my grandmother and she got tired of us going, Grandma, Grandma, Grandma. And she's like, I changed my name. And my sister was like, well, okay, Ariel. And she's like, you guessed it. <laughs> well, isn't that the thing? Like, anytime there's a movie like that, or uh, anything popular like that, names always spark. So, like, after Frozen came out, there was a spark in in girls named Elsa. And then after, uh, I mean, there was a spark in kids being named after Game of Thrones characters. Like, that always happens. The thing that's popular with the unique name that you always see a, a skyrocket on it. And you're like, you know, you're like in 50 years where President Arya Stark Smith. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> President Arya Stark Smith. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, well, I mean, if you give your kid a, a weird name, that usually encourages them to become famous. Because lots of, there's lots of famous people with weird names, but... So, of course, Marge is trying to come up with all these names for the kids, you know, what they're going to name the what they're going to name the boy and Homer shoots every one of them down cuz he can always come up with a a nickname. How about Louie? They'll call him Screwy Louie. How about Marcus? They'll call him Mucus. How about Bart? And somehow Homer glosses over fart 
but can't come up with anything. I had a similar thing in the family happen. Uh, a great aunt of mine was going to have another baby, and they're like, what are we going to name her? And I'm like, we'll call her Heather. And someone was like, no, they'll call her Heather Feather. So they called her Michelle, completely ignoring Smelly Shelly. Stupid. <laughs> thing like heather feather is not even an insult i mean unless you know who heather feather the old wrestler was because she was like 400 pounds well, you consider that an insult but right yeah that was the gimmick yeah That's heather the feather. Big guy tiny and the bald guy curly right exactly <laughs> yeah i don't know like i don't know that that one doesn't really make sense to me but but yeah if you're gonna go that route then what but at the same time at the same time, you can also pretty much get any kid's name and make something out of it, right? I mean, you want. Sure you can. I'm sure. And then there's, you know, in the case that it doesn't matter what your first name is, your last name is Peck, so they're just going to call you Peckerhead anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess that's the case too, right? I wasn't going to ask you about that. <laughs> I always got oatmeal for my last name. They're like, <laughs> oatmeal. And then... I always just rolled my eyes at it. I'm like, you guys know that's not really insulting, right? Like, actually... Packerhead, and I was like, okay, guys, you know where we live. We live in a town where people don't move. So, literally, your father called my father Packerhead, and your grandfather called my grandfather Packerhead. Like, come up with something that hasn't been used for 100 years. Well, at least you've you've moved now, so that's a positive, (laughs) right? (laughs) Yeah. So, Homer can't afford... The nice ring. How you gonna and how you gonna pay oh, yeah, for that? It's repossessed, right? Yeah. Oh, poor Homer. So oh, of course, even got a wing. Sorry, sorry, guy. Uh, the big day finally comes. They're going to shotgun Pete's wedding chapel on the outside of town. And even oh, though they teach him like like drunk transients who they always get. Oh yeah. Come in and get married, and then it gets annulled the next day usually. And he's like, no, this is real. Yeah, sure, sir. Uh-huh. He goes, he goes hey, here's your punch card. The 10th wedding's free. Hey, this marriage is going to last. <laughs> no matter how many times I hear that, it's still funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, the uh, guy's like, dearly beloved, we're here in the sight of God at this casino to join... Homer and Marge and holy matrimony. And then the, uh, the dice clock moves four minutes. He's like, I now pronounce you husband and wife. Here's $10 of chips. You may kiss the bride next. And they get the, no, the- he's like, she, he does the full breakdown for her, you know, sickness and hell, blah, 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 blah. And he goes, all right for you, everything except for reverse the people. <laughs> yeah. Homer, same thing. Names reversed. <laughs> yeah. I also like that Marge says that she pictured Ted Bessel for her husband, but she's like, this is not how I envisioned my wedding day, but you're how I envisioned my husband, just a little less Ted Bessel. Like, okay. And their first night together as husband and wife is on couches at Marge's house. So she's like, we don't know how we're going to pay for all this baby stuff because, you know, Homer's buying these baby monitors and everything. And he's like, what if I apply at that new nuclear power plant? I hear they pay pretty well. And there's uh, there's Smithers coming out to do the hiring. He's like, we only have two positions available, so one of you is going to go home empty-handed. 
oh, but it's not going to be my former alpha frat brother. And they do the frat handshake. And then the other guy's guys like, hey, I'm from the Alabama chapter. Ah, yay. And then Homer just. He's like, yeah. And he fakes ring in his fight song or whatever. (laughs) I know, he's just trying to fake it. And of course, during the interview, he's like, what's your greatest weakness? And of course, the first two guys have like the. The, the standard weakness questions that aren't really weaknesses. And Homer's like, well, it takes me a long time to learn things. I'm pretty much a goof off. That's enough, Simpson. And I to... try too hard. I care too much. There's a there's a problem with the reactor. What do you do? There's a problem with the <laughs> reactor. We're all going to die. <laughs> and then, of course, we cut to the ultrasound where Dr. Hibbert's like, I swear, if I didn't know any better, he was trying to moon us. Because Bart was already a troublemaker. And when he comes home and he goes and he feels the baby kicking, he says, don't worry, when you come out of there, you're going to see a man with a good job. And Patty goes, yeah, the doctor. That's that. <laughs> oh, it's such a funny joke, but it's so mean. So freaking mean. So we get a, a nice little montage of Homer trying different jobs. First, he tries to be a ye old candlestick maker. And he, he sucks. And all the kid cries about <laughs> so it. So they, they fire him in the stocks. <laughs> you, you, sir. Ruined our vacation. <laughs> <laughs> you ruined our vacation. He tries to be a knife salesman. Shake him. Chris, I have, to ask, I have to ask you, how many vacations have you ruined when you worked at Disney? And- oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a wonderful vacation, vacation ruiner. ruiner. Yeah. I've ruined Christmas before on uh, working at GameStop by the store not having something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, like, we, there, there's actually a, uh, I actually belong, I don't want to say the name of the group because I don't know if it's supposed to be a private group or not, but it's literally for all, like, current and former theme park employees to tell stories about how we have ruined, completely ruined people's vacations. <laughs> My favorite ruined vacation story was the, uh, I, I would not, the, their, the line for safari was, was too long for the lady to wait with her kid and was trying to sweet talk me into letting them through fast pass. And I was refusing to, because even though you can sometimes make exceptions, right? Like on occasion, you can make an exception to the rule when there's like nobody in line. The line was long and people needed to wait. And she gave me one of my favorite lines ever. But we have a flight that leaves in 45 minutes. And I'm like, well, shit, you should probably get to the airport. You should have been at the airport an hour ago. You should already be at the airport, possibly at your gate by now. And she said, she looks at the kid dead serious, goes, sorry, but the man is just not going to let us go see the animals and just takes him away and gave me the dirty look. And I just smiled and said, have a Disney day. Oh, and I know that means fuck you. <laughs> That's exactly what it means. So, yes, I've totally ruined vacations. Uh, listen to Park Hopper 101 for more of those stories when Eric and I get new episodes out. We'll tell all of them. Uh, he even tries to be a... Uh, back to Homer. He even tries to be one of those training dummies for for the dog school. And when he gets attacked, the guy's like, I thought you said you like dogs. And he attends... A meeting with a guy who's like, who wants to get rich? Well, this isn't one of those pyramid schemes. Our model's more like a trapezoid. And then the cops show up and he runs away. He dives out the window. Yep. (laughs) 
So, yep, and now, as you mentioned, this is the Repo Man scene. He takes all the baby stuff, including the lady's ring, and he's like, ah, oh, it's the hardest part of the job. Well, he's got a big smile on his face. So Homer, devastated, writes a note using uh, Patty's notepad by crossing out her name and putting his name on it. And he basically leaves Marge a goodbye note that you will not see me again until I'm a better man. And I will send you every single cent that I make for the baby, but I'm not coming back until I've made it. Because the dumbass gets a fucking job as the order taker at the, the drive-in. Yep. <laughs> Well, he's doing what he can, right? So, like, yeah, but he's like, I'm going to go away and never see you again. By the way, I work at the fucking drive-in. <laughs> yup. Oh, yeah. So, and... cool. Sisters find him, like, immediately. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, of course, uh, Lisa's present for this part of the story, and she's, like, she's like crying tears. He's like, oh, come on, Lisa. You know it turns out okay. Like, now the kid's emotionally invested in the story she didn't want to sit through, and now you're being you're being an ass to her. Ah, uh, typical Homer. Yeah, they're, they're, so Patty and Selma are eating tacos. Like, this taco's full of hair. Well, there's your problem. And you see Homer's got, like, the cheese whiz thing, and he, lick, he sprays it on his arm and just licks it off. Should we tell him? And, of course, they don't want to. Selma tries. Patty stops her. But then, finally, at night, Selma is actually the one who breaks the news. And I thought that was actually pretty cool of Selma to do that. I also absolutely love that uh, Homer is just so desperate to get into the power plant. And he sees that uh, they get free donuts. That's right. All the colors of the rainbow. And he's so freaking determined. (laughs) Yeah, what do you want? My husband by my side. You want fries with that? Homer, Marge, and they have their big reconciliation. And he's like, I can't even get you a ring. Oh, come on, Homer. Any ring is fine as long as it's from you. So he gives her an onion ring. It's actually one of the best. Oh, uh, it's so because it's sweet. It's a sweet. Homer, I love it. Can I take it off because the oil is starting to burn me? <laughs> yeah. And then he, eat, he eats it anyway. Well, that's a. So. As my wife has lovingly said, there's a Taylor Swift song called Paper Rings. The whole concept is, like, I like shiny things, but I'd marry you with paper rings because that's more important than the shiny things. And she's like, this is our song. And I think that's sweet. Because shiny things don't mean shit. It's the love that counts. Love is alive. My, uh, my, my one co- my one of my new coworkers who's 19, I was telling him, like, yeah, my ma- wife and I just celebrated eight years married and all this other stuff. And... He's in, like, a a fresh relationship, but he's really happy with her. He's like, yes, you're an inspiration. Love is alive. Because the other guy in the freezer, who's my age, it openly talks about how if he had enough money, he would divorce his wife. (laughs) So I think that was refreshing for the young kids to hear. Because the other older guy isn't happy, but I'm super happy. So there you go. Love is alive, guys. Oh, man, eight years. That's, like, forever. (laughs) Well, yeah, compared to this other guy, he hasn't been married nearly as long. He's got kids, too, but uh, get me started on that one. So Homer, he's determined. He is absolutely determined. So he rips off his drive through sh- his trainee sh- shirt, revealing his I shot JR shirt. Oh, underneath. yeah, he's not even an actual employee. Yeah, he's still a trainee. Yeah. yeah. He rips off, reveals. I-, I think the I shot JR shirt is a is a good reference, too, because that was only a... 
Because if this episode takes place in 1980, that would have been right around that time, right? That would have been right then, right at that time, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's a good little a little callback there. Of course, the security guard is completely useless. Homer storms right in and makes it all the way to the boss's office, where Burns is excitingly playing Ms. Pac-Man. And Homer barges and he goes, you the boss? You're making a huge mistake not hiring me because I'm useless. I'll do whatever. I'll grovel at your feet. You could treat me I'm like exploitable. dirt. Yeah. yeah, I'm totally exploitable. And Burns like, wait, Smithers, don't call security. I like your attitude. But sir, he failed all the aptitude tests. I don't care. I haven't been this impressed since I laid eyes on a young Waylon Smithers. And you're like, ah, oh, it all makes sense. That's why he wants Smithers, because Smithers is the most loyal guy. And then, of course, he said, what was his name? Homer Simpson, sir. I'll remember that. <laughs> no, you won't. 100% will not. I also love his Homer's leaving. He goes, only in America could I get a job. <laughs> and he runs home to, to reveal the news, and Marge's mom is like, nope, she's already at the hospital. Come on, I'll drive you. Aw, thanks, Mom. Don't call me that. And of course, Marge, where's the baby? Right where you left it. Hey, shut, shut up. Ha, huh, listen to him. Like, and then he stands up to Patty. It's the best part. He goes, listen, I got a good job. So if you want to be present, you either got to treat me with respect or get out of the room. And I like, that's like one of those things you kind of want to like give Homer the little clap there. Hey, I'm paying for this. Yeah, I'm paying for this. Does that mean, yep, I'm a nuclear technician. Oh, what does he say? Where he's just like, "Oh, we're gonna ce- we're gonna celebrate on Monday." Doesn't your new job start? Yeah, someone will cover for me. Yep. <laughs> so Bart is born, and immediately lights Homer's tie on fire with a lighter, because of course he does. He's like, "He did that on purpose." How can he? He's only ten minutes old. And the Homer reveals that that's how he becomes a employee at the power plant. How. And this whole time about being worried about having a, another kid, he gives a really, really sweet speech at the end about how, uh, you know, he's like, kids, come here a second. He goes, this was a, an absolute blessing to have this child, and we were even blessed twice more. Also, Maggie's bow disappears during that part, just one of the animation errors I noticed. And he's like, you know, being a father is so wonderful, and we're so proud of you kids and everything. March comes home. I'm not pregnant. And he immediately jumps up and drops all three kids on the floor to high five his wife. Yeah. Uh, classic episode. What do you think, Dan? Yep. It's, yeah. it's the continuation of the, of the, of the earlier episode, right? That was how they met and how they started dating. This is them getting married and having the first kid. Well, that, Great. Yeah. All these shows always have that story. And you know, of course, you... neither of those episodes count anymore because it's been so long that they've adjusted when they got married two or three times. Now. Oh, they've adjusted it so many times. They've had an actual wedding now and there's photos from it, but they also got the shotgun wedding and what year they got married. Bart was, you know, this is supposed to be 1980 when Bart was born, but then later it's 1883 when he's a kid. And it's like, Jesus Christ, they just keep moving it up. And then finally, they get to the point where Bart goes, the 90s? I've never even heard of that. Like, you son of a bitch, you're a 90s icon. But that's where we are. He's still 10 at this point. That means he was born in 2000 and 2001. (laughs) Yep. So, yeah, that's basically it. All right. So, with I Married Marge, we got some trivia here. Of course, this is only one 
of two episodes to air over Christmas with the Boxing Day date. And the day of this episode's premiere, do you know what else happened, Dan? On December 26, 1991. Uh, In world history, do you know? World history? Yeah, the Soviet Union dissolved. How about that? This episode premiered on the day we lost the Soviet Union. So, Sam Simon was concerned that the writers were being indifferent with the episode. Or inefficient, I should say. Sorry, I read that wrong. He thought the three plots of Homer and Marge's marriage, the birth of Bart, and Homer getting his job should have been extended into three episodes instead of one. But I like the way they did this, because I think you told all the stories you needed to tell. And the whole point is that Bart's birth is connected to their wedding, right? So... And Homer got the job so he could be there. So, I think it works. I have to disagree with Sam Simon on this one. I think they did the right thing. You got an opinion on that? Would you have preferred three episodes to one? I think it would have been good, but I don't think, like, the separation like that. Because I think you would get three episodes to do a full separation like that would probably make half of each episode probably filler. Yeah, I think so too. So I think they went the right decision here. I think to do an over an overarching of a little bit of both, a little bit of all three for three episodes, maybe. But well, they've also changed the story of how Homer got employed in the first place. So they've all actually they, this is them changing it already. <laughs> yeah, because they already reveal in the the meltdown episode and Homer defined. We already got a different story of how Homer got hired. Thank you, President Ford. This is the third. Ver- think this is the third version already of yeah. Homer getting the job. There's always going to be a different version because there's the him doing the safety stuff, right? Like, yep. Well, no, they don't reveal that. They just uh, he just gets hired. Yeah. We don't really know what he's doing, but uh, did you know? I didn't actually know this until I read the trivia. But this is the first time we hear Smithers' first name of Waylon. I did not realize that was the debut of the name. I actually thought they said it in the last episode we reviewed, Burns for Coffin de Kraftwerk, but I guess they did not. So yes, this is, he is Wayland Smithers, named after puppeteer Wayland Flowers. Spelled differently, but that's where the name came from. Not named after Wayland Mercy, Dan, sorry. Sad. gets fucked over again. (laughs) All the wrestling people just just popped and everybody else is like, huh? (laughs) So of course, after Homer takes a job, Mr. Burns says he'll remember that name, but he doesn't whatsoever. This is big foreshadowing for who shot Mr. Burns. This is also the only episode where we actually see Jacqueline Bouvier smoking. And her voice is significantly less raspy in this one, because we all know that she, that's probably why she got the raspy voice. That's how Patty and Selma got it. They took up smoking. That's why they, they got like it that. immediately. Yup. Because that's how much they smoke. The, of course, I Married Joan is the title parody that comes off of this. Uh, the door-to-door knife salesman was a reference to a company called Cutco, which manufactured mail-order kitchen knives, and the sales were made by young people looking to gain experience. And they did want to give Marge shorter hair in the flashback sequences 
to give her the impression of a younger, more attractive mode, and to watch her progress through pregnancy. I've noticed they that also, they... They also changed their eyes a little bit. Yeah, they did do that. So yeah, that's I Married Marge. Good one, huh? Definitely a good one. As established, it's a classic. Speaking of classics, this Friday, you know what the next one we're going to talk about is, Dan? It's Radio Bart, a.k.a. the one where Bart falls down the well. One of... Yeah, one of the most famous episodes to come out of early Simpsons. So that will be coming up this Friday on the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Check out all the great shows on CKCC Radio. And we'll see you then this Friday for yet another Stupid Sexy Podcast. Feels like I'm podcasting nothing at all.